you are the boss. Fear is not a factor for you. This is where we're going to learn who will be the ultimate survivor. So with your permission, I'd like to take this guy on the boat, and then once he's trapped at sea, teach him a lesson he'll never forget. I can't believe you stop taking pictures of yourself. Your sister's going to jail. How's it going? Recording? Yeah, we're recording. All right. Welcome to Confession Cam, a podcast about reality TV. I'm John. I'm Hunter. And I'm Daisy. How y'all doing? Everyone have a good week? Hunter, you got a new addition to your family, right? Yeah, my my friend uh, Skipper, who's on my other podcast about vampires, uh, was walking his dogs at the park and found a dog tied to a bench and abandoned Aww. so he waited like two hours and no one came so he's my dog now you can't have him back really Aww. sweet dog yeah we named him the jersey devil because he's got like the horse head with the big ears hell yeah daisy how you been pretty good uh job i want opened up so i'm just trying to get get my resume cleaned up oh and, good uh, luck all that kind of stuff hey i'm already manifesting <laughs> thank you <laughs> cool i don't have anything in my personal life to share, yeah. but I'm glad y'all are doing good. Um, we're here to talk about the new season of the Kardashians. Oh, here's something I can share. I think I underestimated just how much people hate the Kardashians. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's been the biggest challenge in promoting this podcast. Um, and So last weekend, quick aside, but this is, this is related to the latest episode. Um, I was at a friend's birthday party. And someone asked me about the the podcast, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, we're we're talking about the new season of the Kardashians first, and then we'll talk about some other shows." And one of my friends goes, "She says, she said, I can't stand the Kardashians. I want to blast them all off into space," <laughs> which is kind of funny because on both of these most recent episodes, a lot uh, of space talk. There was a lot of space talk, and I think both Kim and Kylie said that they will never go to space. So I, that's what I said. I was like, well, good luck with that, because they specifically <laughs> said they'd never want to go to space. Your friend uh, is going to be the villain of season three, is what is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> She'll, your friend's going to be hanging out with Jeff Bezos, be like, take him. Yeah. Take him. Absolutely. Um, so that's the hardest part of promoting this podcast, is uh, I underestimated. I thought it'd be good to start with a show that's current, you know? Because yeah. we're not just going to talk about... This isn't a Kardashian podcast. We're going to talk about all the other shits that you want us to... We'll get into Survivor and The Bachelor and all that other stuff, but I wanted to start with like a show that's on that's like currently releasing new episodes. But I guess I didn't anticipate just how much people hate this family. <laughs> so they're definitely polarizing. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I definitely come from a community of people that's very ambivalent towards them. Yeah, uh, like my other podcast is a lot of like goths and nerds and some combination of the two. It's like tabletop games and vampires and stuff. Go ahead and plug um, your other podcast while you're at it. Yeah, I do another show called Blank Bodies. It's uh, for Vampire the Masquerade. It's like D and D for the like goth kids, basically. But um, it's most. I thought it'd be funny because I was like, I wasn't expecting to watch the Kardashians when you proposed this show to me. It's <laughs> like reality TV. That sounds hilarious. So now I'm like. Yeah, I agreed to be on this podcast, and then my friend forced me to watch the Kardashians. Like, it's, that's like, isn't that pretty that's funny? And, yeah. and then everyone's just like, I don't know, is it? I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, before we get into the the new episodes, there's a couple things. There's a couple new things we need to address. And again, this isn't a Kardashians podcast, but since we're talking about the Kardashians first, I feel like we got to talk about both of these things. 
the first news story, and I didn't really look into it that much, but apparently Kim's getting sued for $1.25 million, which is for an Instagram story she posted, which has got to be the most expensive Instagram story of all time. Um, I don't know much about it other than it relates to cryptocurrencies. I thought it was like the F- FTC was suing her. Is that Yeah, right? that sounds right. Yeah, Federal Trade Commission. So I'm actually really happy this is happening, and not just because of her, but I feel like this may be America's last chance to deal with the influencer menace before they just take over and get like a influencer president. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that'll be like the Zoomers Trump if we don't do something about it. But yeah. like they really are have been cracking down on a lot of people because... You know, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, all that have been getting busted more and more by like the FTC and the a lot of these groups for like fraud and false advertising, all kinds of stuff like that. Well, there's a ton of these influencers who basically got paid just to talk about these NFTs and stuff, and they knew just about as little as I did when they first started popping in the news. So they they're just saying all these fucking claims without really thinking about it. I wouldn't have thought about either. Someone's like, here, you want like half a million dollars? Talk about this on Instagram a couple of times. I'd been like, hell yeah. yeah. And, but like it was, you can't, it's one of the things where you can't give people legal advice. You have to be careful when you give people like financial advice when you're advertising like investments, like cryptocurrency and stuff. So a lot of them are getting targeted for like fraud charges and shit. Gotcha. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm hoping Jake Paul is next. Oh, does he do a lot of that shit too? Uh, he had his own coin, I think. I could oh, be wrong. Wow. Jake Paul coin. I have a friend. I know a little bit about the Paul brothers because I have a friend, and he's got a really big crush on one of them. <laughs> so he's like always talking about him. I was like, and so I absorb. It's got to be Logan because Jake Paul is ugly. Yeah, it is I Logan. Think they're both ugly. <laughs> I, I think Logan looks all right. I I only know about them because I follow professional wrestling, and Logan Paul is dabbling in professional wrestling right now. So I can't wait till Jake Paul decides to get into it and start celebrity wrestling. <laughs> well, he's doing the celebrity boxing right now. Yeah, he only got into boxing because his brother was doing boxing. So that's the oh, next step. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't wait to watch a Boogie 298 beat up Sam Hyde or whatever <laughs> <laughs> in the squared circle. Did you pull up something about it, Daisy? Yeah. So it looks like it was the, it was actually the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission. Mm, that um, makes sense. Which I think uh, the, the crypto bros will remember from, uh, uh, what was that movie uh, with uh, Leo DiCaprio? Wolf of, Wall uh, Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, uh, it 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 sounds like it was actually related to the fact that she was promoting a product and didn't disclose that. Um, oh, interesting. So, um, you know, basically, just that sh- she would have had to say, like, "I'm getting paid by," I think it was Ethereum. I'm getting paid by oh, Ethereum to promote. Gotcha. It. Yeah, oh. have some sort of disclaimer that makes sense. there. Um, and interestingly, this article says that part of the settlement, although she did not admit or deny the SEC findings, um, part of the settlement is that she has to give back the money that she got, which seems like an interesting choice. Like, why does that go to the company? Seems like it'd be fine, yeah, because like, aren't yeah. they committing huh. a crime too? yeah. I or, would think. Or is the idea that like we they paid her to do something and she didn't do it properly and so they deserve their money back? Is that like the argument there? It's weird. I don't know. Do we have any lawyer fans out there? 
if you write to us do we have an email address yeah we do uh i believe it's confessioncam at gmail.com <laughs> confess your thoughts about the legal findings yeah we'd we'd love to hear from our uh all our lawyer listeners um our loyal lawyer <laughs> listeners. Uh, cut out me reading it last time because it's confessioncampod at gmail.com. Confessioncampod at gmail.com if you have yeah. any insight into this. The other big thing that I feel like we need to at least briefly talk about is, so there's all this Kanye drama and not all of it is relevant to this show, but some of it is because he got into a bit of a, a, a bit of an online beef with Chloe. Um, obviously, as of this recording, the latest thing that everyone's talking about are his anti-Semitic comments, which are just abhorrent, obviously. But even before that, uh, so Chloe, everyone in the Kardashian family has been pretty tight-lipped about Kanye's latest public meltdown, but Chloe commented on one of his posts and said, um, basically you are the father of my nieces and nephews and I'm trying to be respectful, but please stop bringing Kimberly into this. Um, just asking him to like leave my sister out of this cause she doesn't want any part of this drama. And then he wrote an all caps message saying you are lying and you're all liars. You basically kidnapped my kids on her birthday. Um, and all this stuff. So, Anyway, Kanye's having a meltdown and he's dragging the Kardashians into this. And I don't know what to say besides I hope this guy gets help because he clearly needs it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think there's much discourse to have about it ultimately because yeah. like he's he's saying some really horrible things. And most of it, you know, kind of mirrors like the, you know, public uh, uh, talk show hosts the Ben Shapiro's, the Tucker Carlson's. He was um, on Tucker Carlson. Yeah. In fact. And yeah. Whether it does or it doesn't, uh, it, it goes between being like right wing talking points and just absolute nonsense uh, from yeah. what I can tell. And I don't know. It, it, it definitely makes me nervous that someone with his kind of um, his following and his clout, is going around saying things like this. I'm glad you brought up the Tucker Carlson thing. Cause he, on that show, a lot of it just sounded like, uh, the ramblings of a madman. But, uh, but he did say some things about his wife, Kim or ex-wife now. Um, and I thought it was kind of, uh, disrespectful. It's been a minute since I wa- I watched it. Cause I thought it would be relevant to this, but he, he said some stuff about like uh, not wanting her to dress certain ways and stuff like that. And um, Kanye just seems like a, he seems like a pill to be married to and to go through a divorce with. I think that's, that's what's most relevant to this podcast, right? Cause we're talking about the Kardashian family and Kim's going through a divorce with Kanye. Kanye seems like a pill. Well, also it, it, it reminds me of um, Caitlin in the early seasons of the show mm-hmm. where like her whole thing was just like, you guys have to dress modestly. You have to be classy women. Yeah. And it's like, that's your fucking job though. Like you married this woman knowing that she was in like girls gone wild and on the cover of playboy and stuff. Right. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, you need or to dress a certain were, way. Least, yeah. It's so massively hypocritical, which is 
you know, truly oh, I, the theme of the Kardashians, but... I was talking about Kanye, though. Like, he's oh, got that same kind of yeah, vibe, but yeah. he married, he went into it knowing that already. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you don't... Like, I wouldn't go on a date with a stripper and then be like, you need to be a little more modest on your Instagram, babe. Like, that's in... That's insanity. I mean, he, re- he literally... Before he and Kim started dating, he wrote a song about her that where... I can't remember what the song's called, but... It, it had the lyric, I think I fell in love with a porn star, which was a reference to Kim's sex tape. Mm-hmm. So, like, now for him to be like, you need to dress more modestly, sweetie. Like, that's... And also, it's not up to him. It's right. it's her life, right? So it, 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 it almost reminds me of, like, a masculine, I can fix him situation where it's like, he can walk in, yeah. get married, and all of a sudden, like, she becomes the perfect image in his mind of a wife. That, but also he's like imposing his like kind of weird values onto her, uh, which isn't fair to her, especially now that they've gone through a divorce. Like it's, she's out of your life. You got to stop being so controlling. Um, anything else we want to say about this before we get into the, the show? I did. Cause this is like kind of a controversial take I heard going around, but I thought it was interesting knowing what the Kardashians is and what the show is and what it does. And it is kind of a PR piece for anyone involved in it. Like you go on that show knowing you're going to get like a bump for your, or you're going to show off your candles or your, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, so the, the argument I've seen is about Yeezys, um, and his contract with, those are Adidas, right? I believe. Yes. 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 So the contract with Adidas is you can look up some of those details. And one of the details I've seen is that if he breaks contract, Adidas keeps the rights to Yeezys. But if they drop him, Mm -hmm. he gets to keep the rights to the shoes. He's Uh, been doing a lot of shit like that. He's he's also recently tried to reach out to Michael Jordan for advice, um, but Jordan won't talk to him. He said something insane along the lines of, Kanye did, along the lines of, I'm the first black man to have a successful shoe line or something or like a basketball shoe line or something wow. insane like that. Like at and, this point, back and that's my, why Jordan won't talk to him. Yeah. But like, that's the conspiracy theory that I see some people positing, which is kind of interesting when you think of it in the he's context of the get, show. He's trying to get fired yeah. from Adidas he, so that he gets a better payout kind of, they think he's gambling on the idea that if he says enough anti-Semitic and weird racist shit, that Adidas is going to be like, we can't do this anymore. Cut him. Yeah, and then he can release Yeezys by himself or with whoever he wants. Yeah, and honestly, at this point, if I was Adidas, I would drop him. I mean, same. Yeah, I it, it makes me think of like the universities that pay insane amount of money, insane amounts of money to basketball coaches and stuff like that to to end their contract, um, and ultimately, even I think financially for for those universities, it it makes financial sense to do that because as long as Adidas is partnering with Kanye, I, I would imagine that their sales would drop if they're, Mm -hmm. you know, if they don't drop Kanye, that's an endorsement of Kanye. And, um, you know, I, I I don't think it's a good look. I'm kind of surprised they haven't already. If they, if they haven't already, I haven't really looked into it. That's the thing, though, is like Kanye's always been controversial, and this is not the first time he said something dumb or That's considered true. racist. And like, yeah. it doesn't really seem to affect his career. Like, he was. I, I he, feel like his most recent comments are a, a whole other level, though. 
Um, yeah, I think people are finally drawing a line. Yeah. The, the one that I saw people really get pissed at him was when he did his last album drop and Marilyn Manson was like sitting on the porch at yeah. the yeah. show. I think that was the one where people were like, okay, what the fuck are you doing? Ye? Yeah. But he's just checking all the boxes of being like problematic as fuck. I, I think he's going to try to run for president as a Republican this time. Um, that's that's the grift that I think he's on. Yeah, I think he I think he saw not to get too political, but I think he, I think he saw Donald Trump be like, "Hey, I'm a celebrity, but I'm right wing," and he saw how much like right wingers latched onto that, and he's like, "I can get in on that." That's what I think, but I think you're probably right too that he's also trying to get fired from Adidas so he can get more money out of them. I mean, he posted a picture of him holding a hat that said 2024. 2024 yeah, yeah, like. I, I don't think he won't do it, and I've heard so many other names posited. We'll see what happens. I think if he runs, that will guarantee... I'm not saying he's going to win. No, no. But, but I do I'm, think he's going to run as a Republican. I think if I were Adidas and one of my spokesmen, regardless of uh, like political affi- affiliates, ran for president, you'd have to consider dropping him at that point. Yeah. yeah. So... Because either way, that's going to pull a lot of attention onto your brand. It's oh, yeah. negative. Like whether you're going to be like the Republicans who are like burning their Nikes or whatever, and or just like Republicans being like, "I'm not wearing them lib shoes." Like <laughs> I can see Adidas who were. Let's remember the Nazi shoe. What? Do you know that story? No. So um, Adidas and Puma were started by uh, two brothers. Um, in when not when the Nazis took power in Europe, the two brothers went their ways. One of them stayed in Europe, in Germany, made Adidas. The other escaped, left, and made Pumas. Oh wow! I did not know that. I didn't yeah. know that either. Huh? Not yeah. that I don't think that not, Adidas is necessarily run by Nazis nowadays, but it, right. the, you not know, anymore. It's, but it's yeah. like VW. You know what I mean? Yeah. IBM. Yeah, I think that's all we have to say about that if is there any other like news we need to talk about before we get into this episode uh those are the big ones i knew about um i had a question go for it but um it actually didn't come up in these last two episodes it was just in that first episode like the future to come and i meant to ask Mm -hmm. it last episode uh who the fuck is black china that is so i googled it just a little while ago and apparently it's a model. Uh, so all I know about her is she's a model who's been a stunt double for Nicki Minaj. Um, she Daisy, do you know anything else? Yeah. She, her and, um, Rob, the son, Rob, obviously, uh, dated. Rob Kardashian. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were together for a while. I don't know the details of their relationship and I don't really know what the lawsuit is about. It's like a defamation. I think, I didn't realize there was that connection that that she had dated one of the Kardashians. Yeah, she there's a fam, familial connection there. Yeah, they they I just remember there's okay. a weird clip in like the first episode where they're showing they reverse time yeah. and Chris is like Black China is suing Kim or something along those hmm. lines and I was yeah. like, "Okay, but who is that?" Well, the fact that she dated Rob kind of adds a different flavor to that story yeah i would guess that she's probably in some of the later seasons of the original series i haven't seen it but um i would imagine that that she shows up there for a while gotcha 
Um, well, let's get into let's get into episode three. So to start off, Chris and Chloe and Corey, that's his name, right? Yep. Uh, go to the bougiest dispensary I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think it's cool that they're like normalizing weed because uh, they make it look like a very casual like thing that's not that big a deal. And weed's still illegal in a lot of states, including this one. So I appreciate whether it was intentional or not. I appreciate that. Um, what do we want to say about this uh, this trip that they have? I have been to Vegas. I had some friends out there, and I went to visit. And all of their dispensaries are kind of like that. I guess it just looked bougie to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe it's maybe it's a normal dispensary. Yeah. Hey, Jersey. Oh, there's a dog in the room. Special guest. Special guest, the dog. Um, no, I mean, that is a very bougie one. I'm not lying. Um, like, that is very, very high scale. Like, that is like... In that episode, they also go to, like, a fashion shopping in Italy. A little mm-hmm. spoiler. And, like, that's kind of on the same line for weed as it, that sto- other stores for clothes. Like, um, yeah. that is very high-end. I just was saying, because I was in Vegas, we went to, like, some of the high-end dispensaries for oh, fun. Oh, gotcha. And they are very weird. Like, because to me, the weed experience is usually, like, a dirty bedroom <laughs> where, like, my friend pulls it out <laughs> from, like, his, his pillow or under the bed and then like, oh yeah, this shit's good. You want to try some? I just got this new record. And then he makes you listen like the worst album you've ever heard <laughs> before he'll sell it to you. Like yeah. that's the kind of weed experience. Like that what I- what album? What's the weed album? Uh, it's usually some sort of prog rock or <laughs> the worst I ever had to listen to was the a, Mars Volta. A, a Tool Bonzilla. album. Tool. Oh no. <laughs> I heard half of like the last Tool album. Oh, was, I'm sorry. That was pretty rough. <laughs> uh, I would have. I I pined for the Mars Volta in that moment. Um, but no, so it is weird going to this place. Cause like, I hate the term, but they call themselves like bud tenders yeah. and they really do like walk you around. Like you're at a wine tasting. I used to work at a liquor store, so I did like tastings and like doing that for weed is so bizarre. Cause they're like, pull something like this is called like blueberry. And they'll like give you a smell and they'd be like, this is really good for pain. Yeah. And they're like, this is really good for like clear headed focus. And it's like, Man, I just, I'm in Vegas and I want to get kind of high and play slots. Like, what do you recommend for that? And they're like, they're immediately just felt like very like, I don't want to. Speaking of pain, that's what Chris is there for. And I love how she, she makes the joke where she's like, I'm here for my joint pain. And then she, she makes sure that the bud tender laughs at it. She's uh. like, get it? Joint pain? <laughs> it's so juvenile. It is, but I, I kind of like how Chris just loves her own joke. <laughs> I, I, I think it's kind of, ador- it is juvenile, but I think it's also kind of adorable. It's very juvenile, but it yeah. also f- uh, follows that process where it's like also just like an old mom or dad joke where like they get yeah. a pun in mind and they make the entire room stop to hear like grandpa's joke. <laughs> yeah. Like it is definitely kind of one of those moments. They spend over 700 bucks at the dispensary, which to normal people probably seems like a lot, but I would expect the Kardashians. I, I was surprised they didn't break a thousand. Yeah, there's so. like three or four of them there too. Yeah. Um, anything else about well we'll get into Chris while high in a little bit. We'll come back to this. <laughs> I uh I but. did I did like their fascination with the um medicated lube. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a good moment. Yeah. That was something that I've had tried to sell tried to sell to me too, and I was like, I can't imagine the moment. 
No. Where I want to combine those two. It's like, I don't want to fuck. And then like 20 minutes later, I don't know how long it would take for lube to get into your body, but it seems like it'd be too long. Right. Like yeah. by the time, <laughs> by the time you're feeling it, you're probably about done. But yeah, maybe that's the point, but I don't know. Chloe did not want any part of that conversation. Yeah. As, as soon as the, the bud tender was like, we also have, I guess, THC lube. Uh, Chloe was like, Mom, you can deal with that. I'm out. Um, <laughs> and, and who can blame her? Nobody wants to be around their mom when they're buying that stuff. Speaking of which, we'll come back to that, but there are some weirdly uh, sexual family moments in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's in the next episode. Pete Davidson is going to space, supposedly. Um, Kim, w- sa- Kim says she'll never go to space, so they're all kind of uh, talking. Uh, they call Pete up, on, or Pete calls them on the phone, Um as much as I dislike Pete Davidson, I got to even I got to admit he seems like a nice guy. I can't deny that. I can't I like Pete. Yeah. I can't get a vibe from him at least from the show. I know nothing about him other than like weird pictures well, like we've I only, mentioned. We've only heard him on the phone yeah. so far. But. I mean, they talk highly of him, but then they talk highly about everyone and then two episodes be- later be like he's cheating again. He's scum. Yeah, true. So, Speaking we'll see. Speaking of Chris mentions that she she's been texting tristan which i'm just like why why is chris communicating with him at all well she's still she still has a relationship with scott too i guess that's true i think maybe like once you're in the kardashian family you're just in the kardashian family i mean that's literally what chloe says to tristan i'm i'm pretty sure yeah something along those lines uh, season one yeah i i had a couple notes before from earlier in the episode that I thought were important to bring up. So one, I when the very beginning of the episode, but when they're in Italy and they're like meeting, trying on clothes for the Prada show and stuff, I love the Italian woman who like pulls her mask down to say the stupidest um, like speech about being <laughs> nice to people I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, she like looks in. They're all wearing masks, like getting Kim dressed for the show, like trying on clothes and like. That's cool and all, and they're all they're all very respectful. And then they, the camera just points this one older woman. She pulls her mask down, like in a "I'm angry at the cashier" kind of way, where it's like off, but she's holding that tip above her mouth anyway, so you Hunter, can't see your mouth. For, for all you out there in podcast land, Hunter's demonstrating. Yeah, you know, sorry. This looks like. Sorry, I was I was thinking out, but then she just says basically like, "I like to be nice because." I find it's important that everyone be nice to each other. So I am nice. And it's just like this weird moment that she doesn't speak to anyone in the family. She only says that like directly to the camera and then we move on. She's like the celebrity liaison for Prada too. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, wow. That That is kind of the attitude you would have to have if you're just dealing with random celebrities yeah. for Prada. It's just like, it's important to be nice because if people are nice, they're nice. What she's really saying is, I'm nice to all these asshole celebrities <laughs> so that they are nice to me for yeah. the hour I have to put up with them. Speaking of people saying dumb things, the next thing I have that happens is uh, Courtney does her photo shoot for Bustle. And I think she introduces it by saying, Bustle asked me to do this photo shoot and I wanted to do it or something like that. Um, and she's like, then she's like, Oh, did I explain that properly? Basically Bustle has a cover of their magazine and they want me on it. Like that hasn't been the family's career for this right. entire TV series. I think I hate to like say mean things about it. Cause it, I feel like it's so, 
cliche to say mean things about the Kardashians, but I think Courtney's my least favorite. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that before the show. Yeah. She I've I I don't know a nicer way to say it, but I feel like Courtney kind of embodies everything that people who don't like the Kardashians but haven't watched the show feel about the Kardashians yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. I feel like we've all had that friend that gets it gets into a relationship and then they're like obsessed with their partner and like they're not really fun to be around anymore. And oh, I'm with sorry, her and Travis. But, but that's Courtney. Courtney and Travis. Yeah. I was surprised. We didn't see him at all for two episodes straight. Yeah. I thought he was on I thought he was on the second episode. Maybe I'm maybe barely. But if like, he was, it was yeah, if he was, it was barely on. It's a, um, it's amazing. Oh yeah, no, they go over to Chris, Chris and Corey go over to their their Courtney uh, uh, and Travis's vacation. Oh, home, that's right? the second episode. But but in these past two episodes yeah, that we just watched, four. okay. I'm sorry. I felt I felt like he was on for like a glimpse of it, but I I can't remember what the context was. Um, oh, that's other news we didn't con we didn't cover in the beginning. Blink One Eighty Two is back together. <laughs> yeah, and, and Tom is back in the band. That that's what's really gonna make a difference. They sent a heart. He sent a heartfelt message to uh, Matt Skiba from the Alkaline Trio being like, hey, you're always a valued member of this band, just not right now. Yeah, it felt a little bit demeaning to me. I read yeah. it. I and I, I don't have any investment in this, really, but I was just like, it was like, we're done with you now. It, it, Thanks for your help. It's really funny to me because, like, I, I was joking with you guys, but, like, I think I said, like, this opens the way to make every, like, Rockabilly Barber's Day now that Alkaline Trio is <laughs> going to have a reunion. But, yeah. like, it is weird that he was ever in that band to begin with. If you were, like, around our age and into, like, punk or pop punk or anything, you are like, exposed to these bands. And, like, I feel like Alkaline Trio is maybe one of the worst aging bands of all those. Like, Blink-182 might be the one worse. <laughs> considering they have songs about like fucking dogs and stuff yeah. but oh, like god yeah that's, that's true but alkaline trio is just every song is like that sad boyfriend you broke up with and then three years later he still just like looks at you like yeah could i take you out for dinner like but he a, doesn't say it he's just i asking you out <laughs> constantly they're like the menzingers if the menzingers weren't good if, if you if you want a good version of the alkaline trio just listen to the menzingers that's all you need um, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up. Okay. This is my favorite part of this episode. Chris, Chloe and Corey go to get Mexican food and Chris is baked out of her goddamn mind. That yeah. was legitimately funny. It like, was very funny. The, the Mexican restaurant was honestly hilarious. This is so, this is what's so great about, about weed is you can fake being drunk. You can't fake being high. Like Chris is very obviously high out of her mind in that scene. Um, I feel like they also like didn't play any music for like the whole time they were at the restaurant, and I I feel like that was intentional. To that was just, deliberate. Like, really highlight the awkwardness. Well, yeah, they also have to film, and that's something I noticed when I was watching too. Is like like every other shot they're in, they're in like these expensive multi million dollar homes or mm -hmm. like they're eating on like the balcony over like an ocean or they're like downtown in Italy. And this one just looked like the Mexican restaurant that's two blocks from my house. Yeah. But it's like the one that's made for white people. So it's got the extra goofy shit on the walls. <laughs> yeah. But like, it looks like a mom and pop Mexican, like real, just normal restaurant, which I kind of liked, except then every camera shot, you can tell that they like 
emptied this restaurant out because oh, yeah. the four of them, three or four of them were there. Like, yeah, it felt like a normal restaurant compared to the insane places they normally eat on this show. I do think this was definitely an effort to, to, to further humanize the Kardashians. Yeah. I, maybe that's not the right word, but make them feel more relatable. Make them more relatable. Totally. Um, I think humanize is, is a proper term. Um, just for like TV personalities and stuff. They do have right. a larger than life persona. Yeah. The The only other note I have about this episode uh, before we get to episode four is um, I love the fashion show because I'm a professional wrestling fan. And the reason I like professional wrestling is because of the entrances. And I feel like fashion shows are just entrances. It's like that part of wrestling. Um, I think even you said that the design on the fashion set was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, the set was sick. So it had like yellow carpet and then yeah. the very, very, I used to do stage lighting um, and like stagecraft. So it kind of stood out to me, but they had yellow carpets and then it was like pitch black. You couldn't see in the room. And then they had these long strip lights all the way down the runway. So the runway was basically just illuminated. It looked like in a yellow carpeted room and it looked really cool. Like it, the yeah. it stood out from the room very. I and, liked it. Yeah, it was sick. I don't disagree, but I don't feel like Kendall gave us anything with that. And like, yeah, that that story didn't go anywhere. The red hair. I don't know the whole thing. I was gonna ask, what's the consensus about Kendall's hair? I like Kendall's hair. I yeah. just the the runway thing didn't do it for me. She she yeah. she didn't have an interesting walk. The outfit wasn't one of those crazy like fashion show looks. Like it was just it just kind of happened. Yeah, I was I, like we're talking about how like well the stage was crafted, not about what she was wearing yeah. or ha- her walk. And she was yeah. like describing how you have to embody these emotions and stuff. And like she's just walking. Yeah, and a whole episode of buildup for like the most boring yeah. outfit and the most boring walk. Was this the episode where she eats the nasty ice cream? Yes. The yes. meat. She's like, it looks like meat. And yeah. then she she tries it and t- says it tastes like ass. So it, it looked like Neapolitan ice cream, but not the kind you buy from like your local grocery store that's like 20% artificial coloring. Like it had that like weird muted pink to it. And I think yeah. that's what made it look meaty. But truly evidence that more expensive is not always it's better. Not always better. Yeah. No. Um, I did have one other note from this episode. Go for it. I was losing my mind when this happened because I thought it was insanely funny talking about Pete, double Pete moment here. But uh, Kim's going out shopping and because she's a Prada um, representing them around the city. So she has to wear Prada everywhere she goes and she goes out like fashion shopping and she and her like three stylists and her publicists get like this little fashion boutique like to themselves to try stuff on and they're like buying gifts and she's trying on clothes and i was losing my mind because she's like i'm gonna i need to get pete a gift like i really i miss him that kind of thing she gets a fucking like trucker hat with the (laughs) new york logo on it like like literally in italy in italy (laughs) like she bought she went all the way to italy to bring him back like a new york yankees hat snapback that was probably like 600 bucks that is funny absolutely nuts and then right after that um we had to look up the only reason i knew i mentioned it was her publicist is we had to figure out who the lady was but like her and kim are sitting there and she's like by the way snl called me they're uh submitting your episode for an emmy which is like weird i can't imagine a world in which kim kardashian wins an emmy for uh saturday night live hosting not that like did she win that already happened 
Probably not. I can't imagine Saturday Night Live winning an Emmy at all, but that's yeah. just Especially me. lately. And I don't like respect the Emmys, and I don't see it happening. I I didn't watch the Emmys, so I don't know. But I feel like the streaming services have been dominating the Emmys like yeah. lately. Probably. Like, um, oh, one more thing about... I'm glad you brought that up about the like the boutique fashion like shop they go into. It, it's a great like glimpse into how like places where wealthy people can shop for clothes are different from where we shop for clothes. Cause where we shop for clothes, I feel like everything's like crammed onto the rack, oh, yeah. you know, whereas where they go to shop for clothes, there's like a lot more like space between each item of clothing. It's like animal crossing. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's a very minor detail, but it's something I noticed. Cause I, I feel like the racks are always like crammed. Um, if you go to like Macy's or any TJ Maxx, any place that someone of our, I guess, income level would go shopping. Yeah. Actually though, it, it's like an art gallery. Yeah. That is what it looks like. Store. Yeah. W- one thing I thought that was really interesting too, is like looking at it. Uh, I don't mean to expose myself as a bit of a shoe head, but like <laughs> I do like you a sneaker head. If I'm going to buy a shoe, well, I wear my shoes and I don't just like collect them or keep them in the box or anything. Yeah. But if I'm going to buy shoes, like I want to buy a nice pair of shoes, it's going to last. So like I'm up on StockX. I know what's going on. But uh, <laughs> I noticed like they had like the wall of Nikes, but it was and it's the same like two to five hundred dollar pair of Nikes that I could go get at like shoe carnival or something <laughs> like that. But they had like you said, they're just one in like a glass case sitting there. and It's only like the left shoe on display. Yeah. But it's still like the same three hundred dollar pair of Nikes. Yeah. I'm sure it's marked up, but it's just interesting. Yeah. That's just like. I saw that at Dick's the other day, that shoe. That I was looking funny. there, it's just like, and then the New York hat, it's like, yeah. these people are also just getting ripped the fuck off it's like they're, aren't yeah. they? It's like you're paying more for the presentation of the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, if you've got all the money, why not? Go for it. Um, let's get into episode four. So this starts out with, this is the family moment you're talking about. Kim tells her grandma that she had sex with Pete was it in front of her grandma's fireplace or in front no. of the fireplace at a hotel? Yeah. So they were talking, the story's so weird. And like, it's another one of those moments where like, what could have been like a cute or funny story. If it had been like two sentences, they just like talk for so long about it that like, there's a lot of buildup and it makes it weirder. Mm-hmm. Cause like, she's like, well, you wouldn't believe what happened, grandma. So like the other day, me and Pete were at this hotel and we were sitting and we just talked and we talked for hours and hours in front of our fireplace in the hotel. Um, And then I remembered, I told him what you told me, grandma, which was like, you haven't lived until you've had sex in front of a fireplace. So, and we had sex in front of the fireplace and the grandma's like, oh, it wasn't the one in the lobby, was it? (laughs) Like, it's such a weird moment. Like, yeah. And, but if it had just been like funny, like, oh, grandma, I remember that thing you told me about fireplaces, a wink, like, yeah, maybe a cute family moment, but just like this weird long story that goes nowhere. And then like, yeah, we fucked in a hotel, grandma, like <laughs> such an awkward moment. Grandma feels like such a prop. Yeah. Like really more than anyone else, at least in this season. Also, I have to point out because it, plot from the first episode, we were talking about the hip pain and stuff. Mm. Uh, in the first episode, oh, they go to yeah. get weed because of the hip pain, and there's a, like a really weird moment that you like you specifically, Daisy pointed out as like mildly ableist. But like they're talking oh, about yeah. her hip pain, and like spoiler, so Chris needs to have a hip replacement. That's what the doctor and her experts end up telling her. And there's a moment where she's like, I think she's actually like bawling, crying. 
I think she's actually like bawling, crying, being like, I just don't want to be that lady you see walking around with a walker. And then yeah. it immediately cuts to Kim telling this weird hotel fuck story. And then the camera pounds are pans around and her mother grandma kardashian is standing there with a walker just like listening to this story and it feels like they didn't even it feels like that was unintentional even like they didn't even notice that that's what they that the cut scene cut to grandma with a walker it's just it's a reminder of how out of touch the kardashians are yeah i mean it it never would and never will cross Chris Jenner's mind Chris Jenner's mind what being ableist even is um she's probably never even heard that word before yeah but but there's so many moments where one of the Kardashians says something that's like actually super inappropriate and like super messed up I mean we get Caitlyn Jenner misgendered again in this season oh did that happen again yeah I didn't I don't know. It just makes you really remember that. And and I'm sure we'll talk about uh, Kim's comments on you got to get up and work. I mean, it's it's oh, yeah. all just a reminder of how out of touch these people are with like the realities of human life um, for literally 99.99% of the population. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that with Kim's get up and work comments. Oh, but on that, I want to say like it is like interesting with the Kanye shit too like he's being like this weird like ultra conservative guy lately but like it's also kind of weird and I know they've kind of like feuded with him or cut him out uh the same way they did Caitlyn when she started saying a lot of that stuff but um it is interesting because like while I guess I would consider them like kind of liberal like they're the their Kardashians are very much like Joe Biden liberal kind of like if lip that, service yeah. and like I think everyone deserves a second chance in life. But like as a political voting group is who the Kardashians are are you know what I mean? Like yeah, I think the Card I think the politics of the Kardashians are just whatever's the most agreeable because they want to appeal to like the broadest audience possible. Like they don't they don't get super political very often, but I've seen. I'm probably the only one here that follows any of them on Instagram. They're, they're they've been posting in their stories about like the Iran protests, but I don't think that's something that's going to be that controversial. Like I don't, I don't. Not that that's it's good that they're doing that, but I don't see them taking any like big risks when it comes to things like that. You know, that is actually really interesting to me. I I did not know that they were commenting on at least Courtney was. Iran. Yeah, which is interesting that if someone in the family it would be her because of what we said earlier about her like we're kind of joking but we're like yeah. she's definitely like maybe the dumbest of the group but like it does that is one of the things that too that just makes me question like the show itself and like how similar they are in real life yeah like the courtney i've seen from watching like the first season and this season would have trouble pointing at iran on a map let alone like talking about protests going on there Kendall's going to start flipping homes. Yeah, that's kind of... I, I was kind of bummed about that. I mean, it, it does seem like the kind of cutesy thing she would do, but as, like, the seemingly, like, most normal, like, I'm okay with the things she does on the show. But that kind of is, like, the white woman dream, isn't it? Just to, like, flipping flip homes. homes so you have a new home to redecorate every month and, like, that's your living. I mean, yeah. that's, that's... Isn't that, like, the entire HGTV, like, right. channel is, is just, like... I have I have my eye on some of those shows, by the way. 
I, I found some for our some, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got a couple in the scope. If you well, know we got it. Mean. I mean, for those of you, for our listeners that don't know, we're from Indianapolis. So whether we want to or not, we got to talk about good bones. At yeah. Some point. Ooh. Okay, yeah. I seen that's that definitely. One. And if you guys have any shows that you want us to watch, yeah. please let us know. We Message have, us on Instagram. Send us an email. Yeah. We got a Twitter. We do. We have all that shit. We'll uh, we'll plug that in the show notes below. But yeah, absolutely. Please reach out to us and let us know uh, what you might want us to to cover next. Um, but yeah, Kendall, uh, really disappointing. House flipping is just like well, okay. And and she talks about she's like, oh yeah, I renovated my house a few years ago as someone who uh, is the same age as me, talking about how she renovated her house a few years ago, like. And we can't even afford to buy a house. Yeah. yeah. I will never be able to buy a house. You know what I mean? I am equal parts, like, more okay with her doing it and less okay with her doing it for, like, equivalent reasons, I think. Like, on the one side, I'm more okay with it because she's already so rich that any house that she would consider renovating and flipping would already be so valuable that you're not, like... It's not like she's displacing people. Yeah, prob- you're not... Probably. You're, you're not taking a That's house true. out of the reach of someone who couldn't afford a house in general. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, If you flip a house in Hidden Hills, you're not... Yeah, if, you, if you're doing shit like that, like, oh, no, Jim Carrey's career's on the way to, down. He might not be able to move into it. Like, shit like that. <laughs> but, like... On the other hand, I also respect it a lot less because, like, at least the people who flip houses, like, know how to, like, fucking paint a wall. Like, I am guarantee you she's going to walk in and be like, well, you guys should paint that blue. Yeah. She can't um, even chop a cucumber, as we saw in a couple episodes ago, right? I will mention she chops a cucumber at the restaurant in, oh, in that's episode true. four. She, she cuts a cucumber, and damn if she doesn't hold her hands properly. Also, she... She seems to have a bit of a cucumber addiction. I think I feel like the past <laughs> both episodes, she's she's like, I fucking love cucumbers. And who doesn't love a cuke? Uh, speak. I, I don't. Love <laughs> I'm more of a pickle guy, but the, I think they're both good. Um, I do want to say though, because Silva, you pointed this out. Who who was she talking to about flipping houses with? That kind Scott. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, Scott makes an appearance on this episode. I'm glad that Scott's not on this season as much as he was last season. God. But yeah, he 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 just makes a brief appearance to she goes to him for advice on how to flip houses. He makes a really weird comment about going to space being like sitting in a gynecologist chair. He has to say something weird every single time. Cuz he's a fucking weird guy. Um He seems like he's drunk every time too. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised like just that fit he had going, like he's definitely day drinking in that, <laughs> like the oversized hoodie and uh, cargo khakis with like three gold star of David's hanging off his neck. Like that's a day drinking outfit if I've ever seen one on the astroturf yard. He's got like, <laughs> oh yeah, one one thing points to um, to Kendall. You know, despite all this, is uh, she did wear a mask uh, in the in the house. So, she's uh, well, she did say in the previous season she's. Um, uh, why am I blanking on the word? Hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Um, and she's, I feel like wearing a mask everywhere she goes is consistent with that. Yeah. As someone who's also a bit of a hypochondriac, I, I do kind of appreciate. Um, yeah. Or not appreciate, but relate to it. Hypochondriac representation. <laughs> I have a, I have a note in here. I can't remember what it means. Maybe one of you can help me. Uh, I just wrote the NASCAR po- cockpit line. 
Yeah, so I don't <laughs> even remember what brought that up, but they. Just oh, kept... I think it's I think it's related to Chris's hip replacement. She she said something about. No, they're talking. No? About, I think it's a space. They keep talking about people. Yeah, they're into talking space. about space. Oh. And they're t- someone's like he's going to be sitting in the cockpit, and the rest of the family's like, "There's no such thing as a cockpit. That's what you sit in in a oh, car." Wait, no, it was about the hip because she was talking about should I should I get a bunch of work done? Like my boot, like my boobs redone and stuff she like that. She was looking for the word pit stop, but she said cockpit. That's uh, right. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Cause she was talking about how in NASCAR, they like take care of all the shit at the yeah, same time. They take time. a cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was funny. So I wrote it down, but didn't write the context. So, um, should we get into this Martha Stewart stuff? I don't even want to. <laughs> Before we get into that, I think one thing I thought that was really just like really fucking got to me. And uh, it's like the most like two sentence line. But just like the way they said it so offhandedly, I was just like, but uh, I think it was Kim. She was talking. He's like, so I was talking to Bezos the other day and he's going to send Pete to space. It's just like <laughs> casually mentions that she's talking to Bezos. That is the most insane sentence that a human could have told me like five years ago. And yeah. I would not have believed it if you'd gone to me and be like, oh, yeah, Kim Kardashian was talking about how Jeff Bezos was sending Pete Davidson to space. <laughs> I would be like, all right, well, buddy, you've had enough to drink today. Like, yeah. There was also a comment about Chris. I, I I don't remember exactly what Chris said something, or was this about uh, the the Kim comments? Where uh, yeah, it was, it was. I know Chris you're... was like, if if Jeff Bezos said something, would they come for Jeff Bezos? And I'm like, honey, we are coming for Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh yeah. Let's let's provide the context around that. So the, this is related to they uh, they do this uh shoot photo shoot for variety and an interview and kim i remember when this happened too uh that kim, was big. kim said something about uh if women want to be successful in business they need to just get off their ass and work and it was pretty controversial because people were like well that's easy for you to say kim you're like a millionaire many times over um and so that's the comment she made you want to say that again the about Jeff Bezos. Oh yeah, I mean, she was just saying like, oh, if Jeff Bezos said something like that, would people come for him? And, and it's yes, like, yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. So all three of us were watching this together, and I think all three of us were like, yeah, one hundred percent, we're coming for Jeff Bezos too. I think he's one of the few people more controversial than the Kardashians. Absolutely, like, like literally so much so that he stepped down from the biggest money-making company in the world because he it seemed like he was getting upset with how much people were making fun of him. And he's still, like, the second richest person on the planet, right? Yeah. Um, is Bill Gates still the top? Musk. Musk oh, is now. Oh, Musk is yeah. now? That sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. Because he's got, like, the the cult of personality to go along with the the wealth yeah, we don't have to talk about him. He's yeah. threatened to buy Twitter again, and I'm sure he'll change his mind next week, but yeah. who gives a shit anyway? Who gives a shit? <laughs> this show does not have room for one more horrible shitty man. <laughs> right. The um, thing is, like, of all of them, like, Musk would be the one I'd maybe feel sorry about, like, talking bad about. Not that, like... Why? <laughs> just because there's nothing new to say. Oh, like, sure. it's, it's not interesting. What am I going to say about Elon Musk that, like, hasn't said by, like, yeah, 20 there, other podcasts? There's nothing profound there. Uh, sorry, Daisy. We briefly have to talk about the Martha Stewart stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my main thing was, uh, I thought it was interesting that 
Chris seems more intimidated by Martha Stewart than Martha Stewart is by Chris. Martha Stewart's very calm, cool, and collected. Unlike a lot of like other celebrities, like in the first season, they meet Amy Schumer, and I, I sense some nervous energy from Amy Schumer. But Martha Stewart's just unfazed by the Kardashians. I, I feel like there's two sides to this. One, like... Amy Schumer is just untalented. So, like, putting a camera in front of her, like, of course she's going to be nervous. I would be, too, if I were her. Um, But also, like, Martha Stewart has been, like, I feel like through more shit. And she's had She's literally been to prison. She's been to, like, no shit real prison. Not, like, was it Chloe was joking about, like, she got a DUI. Yeah, I think Chloe spent some time in the drunk tank, but not, like, prison, prison. But, like... Martha Stewart went to like actual federal prison. I'm sure they're pretty nice to her in there. Like they probably gave her one of the suites and were like, no sure. one else gets to see her. But, but it's like, still prison. She was actually in prison, and like I can't see a woman like her who's had like kind of a dynasty. Like she has been an actual successful businesswoman since at least the 90s, like way before oh, they yeah. ever was. So like to her, like what would phase you about Chris? Absolutely, she's old money. Yeah. yeah. She's also like almost 20 years older than Chris, which blows my mind because she doesn't look yeah, that she's, old. You said she was 81. She's 81. Yeah. She she, she looked, looks like she's in her early to mid 60s. She looks like a lady who I would go to like my dad's football party and she'd be like in the back, like yeah. with like a whiskey and Coke being like, I don't really like football, but my dad, but my husband does. So <laughs> I'm out here drinking. I, uh, I low key think Martha Stewart's cool as fuck, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and she's not a snitch, apparently. That was a quote on this show. Um, yeah, she never, I think she never, um, said who she was getting her insider trading info from. Cause that's what she got busted for insider trading. Good for you, Martha. Yeah. I'll, uh, good for you, Martha. Uh, we talked about the variety shoot. Uh, are we going to talk about why Martha was there in the first place? Insane. Like more insane than the fact that Martha. <laughs> the next thing on my list was the peacock farm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. So yeah, Martha Stewart comes over to show Kim Kardashian, or sorry, Chloe Kardashian pictures of her peacocks. Well, because <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, let's be honest. She came there to tell Chris all about peacocks and then Chris roped Chloe into it being like a wedding gift. There you go. That's better. I, House, housewarming gift. Housewarming gift. You're right. Sorry. But uh, yeah, like to which Chloe's uh, immediate reaction is, I have never wanted a bird in my life. My <laughs> child is scared of dogs. Yeah. We don't want giant birds. Yeah, they go to the peak. Okay, so Martha Stewart brings off printed. Martha Stewart brings off printed photos of peacocks which is hilarious to me already and 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 i didn't realize the context at first that she was trying to like sell these peacocks which a whole thing i, but, I like to think that she saw this as a business opportunity and not being on the show would expand the martha stewart brand but that she might be able to sell one of the kardashians her peacocks i think that's the, yeah yeah that's the kind of business level she's like i'll make a deal on television yeah and they go to the farm and everything and Chloe like accidentally scares off one of the peacocks, which I don't even understand. Like if the peacocks can fly away, how is it Chloe's fault that one of them flew away? Yeah. They feel Chloe and Chris both act like they feel super bad about this, but it's clearly not like the, even the peacock farmer. Is that the right term to use? (laughs) (laughs) Is like, 
it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> I mean, they would have a, a fence or something if it if that yeah. was a problem. Well, it's so weird because like there's that scene where they're all looking at them and all the peacocks are just in like a fence that's maybe like nipple height. Like these are flying <laughs> birds and they're like just in like a steel like this is what you would keep like a cow at the 4-H fair in yeah. with. And they're just like making like peacock noises, joking. And then one guy picks one up off the fence and he's like, here you go. Like he's going to hand it to her. And then he clearly just like throws the bird out to land on the ground and it's scared and it flies away. And they're like, you lost our bird. Yeah. Like, it's, but he doesn't say that. Chloe no, just gets, he clearly doesn't it. care either. Like, yeah. The culmination of the whole peacock thing is Chloe says to Chris, the only reason why you did any of this was just to get Martha Stewart to come over, and I believe that one hundred percent. Yes, that's one thousand percent true. Uh, she also accuses of like, no, you want a peacock, you want me to have a peacock, so the next time you have a cocktail party, you can invite my peacock over right. to show yeah. off. She just wants Chloe to be in charge. Of, well, and Chloe uh, implies that Chris wants Chloe to take care of the peacock, but I cannot imagine that Chloe would do any maintenance work for well, this peacock. Well, she doesn't need to because Chris volunteers Corey. No, Corey volunteered. My oh, favorite volunteered? moment of the episode. Yeah, because she's like talking to Corey being like, yeah, I think I'm going to, you know, they're getting a new house. I think I'm going to get him a, pe- a peacock as a gift. And he's like, well, all right. Well, you tell her if she needs any help, let me know. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? Clean peacock poop? Or no. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Pick up peacock shit? And he's just like, hey, I'm just trying to be a team player. <laughs> and that's like the whole conversation. And like, Proves that Corey is the best person. Corey on show. rules so hard. Yeah. This is a this is a very pro Corey podcast. Uh, we love Corey right here at uh, Confession Cam. He's not dramatic. <laughs> He's got nothing to say except for just like positive things. I love Corey. Yeah, Corey's great. He just like maybe a little aggressive, but he just like caught up. He caught a feels with a like hot milf with a lot of money, and he's riding that train and having the best time of his life. I truly believe like the two of them like care about each other and are having a Mm -hmm. good time. Yeah, and he does not give a fuck about the TV show. Like they're out eating Mexican food and like being high, and he's just sitting there to be like, "So y'all not feeling it anything?" And just drinking his margarita (laughs) and like he's just like chilling. Yeah. Like, everyone else has got this weird nervous energy. Like, they know they're on TV and, like, their career's on the line and Corey stuff. Corey just doesn't give He's a fuck. He's just hanging yeah. out. Uh, those are all my notes. Do we have... How much? How long have we been going, does it say? Uh, we're just over an hour. Okay, perfect. Do either of you have more notes about either of these episodes? I, I really uh, thought it was hilarious that... Um, th- they're talking about gaslighting at the end of the episode, and... Uh, just you you can tell that the word has just completely lost all meaning mm-hmm. um they're they're talking about they're saying that the media is gaslighting them which is just insane not accurate <laughs> yeah well i was listening to a uh, another podcast um and they were talking about like uh, like self-help gurus on like Instagram and stuff. And they were talking about how like TikTok and a lot of those websites have basically like destroyed like mental health discussion yeah. because they take these terms that are like are real medical terms and then they normalize them in a way that completely um, separates them from their original meaning. Like gaslighting obviously like in original sense is like obviously like intentionally like lying to someone 
uh, to the point where you're like you're forcing them to believe in a different reality than the mm-hmm. one exists. It's not just a lie, but like you're reshaping ha- ha- their trust in reality yeah. a little bit. Whereas now they're like, I said this kind of like weird aggressive thing, and the media says I was mean. It's like, yes, that happened. You said something really out of touch. And the media, I mean, maybe the media did blow it out of proportion. I, I'm not saying that that wasn't the case, but they were not gaslighting you. See, right. I, I don't think they were gaslighting her, but I also don't get the, I don't necessarily get the full um, weight of the controversy of that because it's also just like the most mediocre, like this is what my middle school f- football coach would have told me when like we're trying to win like <laughs> any game. He's like, all right, if you boys want to win, you got to get off your ass and play. It's just like the most, like yeah. sweaty n- meaning nothing phrase you could right. say. I think the perception is that the Kardashians haven't had to work for anything because they're so rich. And I think because of that, that's why her comment rubbed her. Well, I'm not even saying, I'm not saying that that's fair. Like I'm sure they have worked very hard. Um, but I think that's why that comment rubbed some people the wrong way. Yeah. And they're getting defensive about it. But ultimately the thing is, so many people do work so hard and probably harder than them. And will never have that kind of wealth. Right. Yeah. And that's, th- there's no self-awareness of that at all. Absolutely. At least not demonstrated on the show. And like, yeah, I know this isn't the most equivalent exchange, but like the hardest I've ever worked at a job was probably when I worked at fucking Starbucks. And like, I have a much better job now yeah. than I did, but like, that was probably the most stressful, hardest job I've ever had. And I, I was it. making like 15 an hour, which yeah. is like nothing to sneeze at necessarily. But like, it's not like Kim Kardashian kind of money. And like, I guarantee you that was more stressful than her having to pick yes. out an outfit from Prada. Yeah. yeah. Just getting like yelled at by white women in Prada all day because the coffee's not the right like amount of Kelvins or whatever their fucking issue was yeah. that day. Yeah. The hardest jobs pay the least and they don't know that because they've never been there yeah yeah absolutely um i think that's all we have about these two episodes thanks everyone for listening we're on spotify we're going to be on apple podcast soon right now i was going to tell y'all um if you search us in apple podcast at least on my phone the first thing that comes up is the rick and bubba podcast which is like which is like bob and it's like trucker stuff it's like bob and tom for a different part of the country so, so it's kind of like our sister show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Finish um, an episode of us, put that on. Yeah, uh, for sure. Have a spa day, you know, it'll be perfect. We'll have a uh, we'll have our Twitter and Instagram in the show notes. Um, you can reach us, reach out to us there. Um, shout out to Blank Bodies. Be sure to check that shit out. That's Hunter's other podcast. It's really good. Yeah, if you like vampires and stuff, stop by. I can't promise. Uh, It'll make sense, but there's a lot of fart and dick jokes. So, <laughs> I uh, if I if I may, I just want to say I I don't play those. Ty- it's called Vampire Masquerade, right? Yeah. I don't play that game, so I can never understand what the hell they're talking about, and I still enjoy the podcast just because the personalities behind it are are a lot of fun. And uh, so, even if you're not into that type of game, you still might um, enjoy it. I can say that I do. So well, thank you. I'm yeah. Giving you the hand heart. They can't yeah, see that. This absolutely. is an audio medium, but anything else you want to say before we sign off? Uh, I can't think of anything. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for hey, listening. Hey, that's a good thing. That's a good one to say. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for listening. All right. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>